words look and sound alike, but have very different meanings. So spelling or pronouncing a word incorrectly could have dire consequences. This is why it is so important to be sure that the words you are writing and saying are the words you really mean to use. If you are ever unsure about a word you hear, ask the speaker to repeat it or write it down. This will help to avoid any confusion. Okay. Now let's move on to singular and plural endings. When you talk to your friends, how do you know if the words they use are singular or plural? Most of the time, you can figure it out based on whether or not the word ends with the letter S. While this general rule applies to some medical terms, there are some exceptions. Here are some general rules for spelling the singular and plural forms of medical terms. If the term ends with the letter A, Add an e at the end to form the plural. For example, the singular vertebra becomes the plural vertebrae. When a term ends with the letters ax, ex, or ix, drop the x and add ces. For example, appendix becomes appendices. If the word ends with the letters is, change the is. To es, so diagnosis becomes diagnoses. When the word ends with the letters ma, add ta. For example, one sarcoma or multiple sarcomata. If the term ends with the letters nx, drop the x and add ges. So phalanx becomes phalanges. For words ending with the letters on or um, drop the last two letters and add a. For example, ganglion becomes ganglia, and ovum becomes ova. And finally, if the word ends with the letters us, drop the us and add i. So you can have one nucleus or several nuclei. Now let's discuss one of the main places where medical terms are used: the medical record. Different facilities organize medical records differently, but they usually have the same basic types of information. Let's review some of the most common sections of a medical record. The history and physical section contains the patient's history, including the most recent diagnosis and plan of treatment. The physician's orders list all of the medications, tests, and treatments that the doctor orders for the patient. In the nurse's notes, you would find information about the patient's daily care, such as vital signs and the patient's condition. The physician's progress notes contain the doctor's ongoing daily record of the patient's condition. If there are consultation reports, they will contain any specialist's reports that the doctor has requested. The ancillary reports are reports from various treatments and therapies that the patient has received, such as rehabilitation, social services, or respiratory therapy. In the diagnostic reports, you would find the results of diagnostic tests, such as X-rays and ultrasounds. The informed consent section discloses to the patient information about the medical procedures being performed, including the benefits and risks. An operative report would be a report from the surgeon detailing important information related to an operation. 
the anesthesiologist's report provides details regarding drugs given to a patient during surgery and the patient's reactions. In the pathologist's report, you would find the results of the pathologist's study of tissue removed during an operation. And a discharge summary would be a comprehensive outline of the patient's entire hospital stay. And finally, let's take a look at the different healthcare settings in which medical terminology is used. An acute care or general hospital provides general diagnosis and short-term treatment, emergency care, and childbirth services. A specialty care hospital treats a very specific type of disease. Nursing homes, or long-term care facilities, provide long-term care for patients who need extra time for recovery or for patients who can no longer care for themselves. Ambulatory care, surgical centers,